When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're on dating sites or apps and you're getting a whole lot of nothing, chances are you really need to work on your pictures. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the world to have amazing pictures that she'll find incredibly attractive that will make her swipe right. And I just wrote a guide on how to get those pictures. It's called Profile Pics That Will Make Her Swipe Right. And it's available on my website right now at kristenandchill.com. I've now made over hundreds of dudes' profiles, and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, even if he wasn't, and I've taken everything I've learned about what makes great profile pictures, and I've put them in this guide. The first 20 people to buy the guide get $5 off with promo code for you, F-O-R-Y-O-U. All you have to do is enter it at checkout, and you can go to kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. That's kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. It's worth all the carpal tunnel, I promise. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, to be honest, I don't even know where to start because we covered so many topics. The number one thing we covered was how to become better looking If you're not good looking right now, we also talked about meeting women, where to meet them, how to meet them, and how to attract them. And we also talked about how to handle rejection. We also talked about, oh my God, so many things, how to get women to approach you first. Again, a jam-packed episode that you definitely have to listen to. So keep listening. To another episode of the Ask Women podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. You guys are dedicated and awesome. It's Kristen Carney, your host here for you, along with Marnie Kinris, your other host. And today we have Joe Ducard on, who is a dating instructor, who he and I had taped an episode before that we lost and it was so good. So let's fingers crossed that we can recreate it, Joe. So pressure's on you to be just <laughs> as good as you were before. That was a good one though. So we'll have to top it this time. Thank it's you guys for having me on. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming back. So before back. we started recording the show and we were talking about what you and Kristen had covered last time, something interesting came up where Kristen said, you are now better looking. <laughs> So I I wanted to <laughs> understand you. it. I was making fun saying like, great, that's what every single person is going to want to hear on the opposite end, that you're a good looking guy now. But I'd love to hear more about this because I think that, you know, a lot of people may not be so proud of their looks, but it's nice to know that there's ways that looks can actually change without surgery and that there's a way to enhance your look so that you are a more attractive person. So I'd I'd love to hear a bit about your background and backstory and then how you've been able to achieve this. 
Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a great topic. And you know, it's a question that we get a lot. And I'm sure you guys get it a lot as well too, is like, you know, how much do looks matter? Right. And, um, but how much can and I change? hundred percent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's all about uh, that's it. You know, nothing else matters. That's why we're listening to the podcast, right? It's just to get some fashion yeah. advice. But yeah, I was actually almost 350 pounds at my heaviest. I wore oh, all black. Had like, How tall are you? I am about six, four, four six. Okay. Yeah. So so. Spread out nicely, but still, that's big. Right. But it was it was a lot. Like I have pictures on my site yeah. and whatnot. I mean, I was very, very unattractively heavy. I mean, my body fat was obese and and whatever not. And you know what's funny is when I started reading the dating advice books, a lot of them said that if your game is great, you don't looks don't matter, right? And and to some extent, yes. You know, your personality and your game and what you say and all that stuff that is very important. There's no doubt. I'd say that that's the large majority of it. But that being said you know, you may as well work on your looks, not only to get a better first impression, which is very important, but also for your own confidence as well. Okay. So even when I started using things from the books and started getting some results, even when I was heavy, I still didn't like how I looked and I still lacked a lot of confidence. So even if it's not just to attract somebody of the opposite sex, at least for your health and for you know your own confidence, right? When you feel good, I mean, sorry, when you look good, you feel good. I really do believe in that phrase. So, you know, even to this day, my nutrition, my exercise, um, you know, those are things that are super important to me. I weigh probably around 220 right now. So I'm definitely Great. 120 pounds or so down from where I used to be at my heaviest. And and on top of that as well, too, you know, fashion's another thing as well I'm always working on. And and when certain clothes don't fit anymore, they go to Goodwill and I get some new stuff. I'm not yeah. trying to wear the old clothes all the time that I've had for 10 years. And, and right. you know, I think it's, I think fashion especially is such a gimme for guys to attract new women. You could just, yeah. I was just watching a video yesterday and they were saying that they did a study and they had guys who looked, you know, like a hobo, one who looked semi-decent and one who dressed like, you know, like a little higher status. And they rated people that had just seen all these three people and everybody was more attracted to obviously the person who dressed nicer, had clothes that fit and, and looked a little higher status. So, you know, it's, it's such a hundred percent. Like we, we can preach it a million times on this show that looks don't matter, but they do matter a portion. And I, you know, we do, we do stress that on the show as well. I almost want to change it to presentation matters. Presentation like looks yeah. matter, of course, but presentation I think is the most important part. Yeah, for sure. Because th- that is the truth. Like, it is a bigger foot in the door. So even when I have people write to me for email coaching, some people put in what they do or they put like their position in life. And it does it, it give me a different sense of them. When certain people say, I'm a CEO, or they say, I own my own company, or they say, I'm in X, Y, and Z industry, right away, I have a different perception of them. That is, you know, that is just the world and how it works. Does it mean I like them better? No, but it means I might pay attention to them differently at first. And then what follows afterward gives me more about who they are as a person and how I'm going to interact with them. But those those things like dressing well or you know presenting your status in life, they do come into play. And I don't want anybody to think that it doesn't or that we're lying to them because those things have a little bit of weight to them. 
there's it's biologically programmed in us, right? If you're in the middle of the yes. woods and the leaves rustle, you're going to move out of the way because it may be a snake to bite you, right? And even right. if it's just the wind, like we respond to certain things and come up with assumptions. You know, the whole book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell covers this in detail. And, you know, it's programmed in us to make a snap judgment of people. Now, granted, if you present yourself well and with your personality and all the other things, you could build attraction and whatnot. But if we're talking about, you know, I'm a big advocate of approaching women in person, if we're talking about that, you may as well start up a couple points rather than down a few points. You know, and I tell guys, they say, yeah. how much do looks matter? And the easiest thing I could say is they matter enough <laughs> that you should do the best that you can to maximize them. So, yeah, why not? Well, what about for guys who are 350 pounds and they're like, I like this. I'm, I'm comfortable. I like this. I like how I am and I don't feel bad about myself. Do you still suggest that those guys go get a makeover and lose some weight? Well, I would challenge Google Chris Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley, yeah. yeah. That's it. All right. Now, there's a guy who's very comfortable with, with how he is. There's no doubt. He he was definitely very comfortable. But, you know, I really challenge anybody. Well, separate from the extreme addiction issues. And <laughs> so there's definitely some not so secure parts of him. But I, I hear what you're saying. No, you're you're absolutely right. You know, all those things that he did and, and the self-sabotaging, which ultimately led to his demise, I guarantee you was a manifestation of how he treated himself, you know, and, and yeah. he couldn't have been confident. So, so when I find somebody who is overweight like that, because I know when I was, yeah, you could love yourself and I'm about, all about self-love and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I seriously doubt someone who really, really loved the way they looked if they're really overweight. And, and there's a reason why as well, biologically, because it's unhealthy and you're more susceptible right. to diseases and all the other stuff as well too. So I tell every client, I tell my grandmother when I go home for the holidays, I tell my si my pregnant sister, my mother, I tell everybody, you know, are you working out? Are you, are you doing some active stuff? I believe. Your pregnant sister. <laughs> oh yeah. She, her as well gym, too. Lady. <laughs> we go to the gym. We go, even if she's walking on the treadmill or stretching, I think just physical activities it should be a mandatory for every single human being, no matter what. Yeah, I don't, I completely agree with you. Okay, so now that we've covered the looks and given like, you know, the honest point of view on whether looks matter, I want to talk about meeting and attracting women because that was something that you say that you do focus on with your clients and something that you can speak very well to. So let's talk about meeting women. First of all, where where can you meet women? Aside from online, where are women. So, you know, a lot of people like the online because of the convenience, right? And, and we're not going to go super deep down into that one. I'm not a huge advocate online because if you, what I've seen is most of the people who do super well online are usually a little bit more of the boy next door, stereotypical type, type of look. And then if you have anything below that, you're going to get mostly middling results. So what I found is that rather than to be in a sea of guys in a girl's messages, right? Trying to scream at her from inside her pocket on her cell phone. It's going to be much more powerful if you're there in person, smiling and shaking her hand. You know, I, I say it's like, instead of all the messaging and the swiping to get on a first date, you approaching a girl is pretty much your first date right there. And then you're seeing if you guys mesh and want to continue anything going forward. So that's what I'm a big advocate of. Now, it depends on your city. It depends on your activities. There's a lot of places that you can meet women. Now, that, that being said, if you have 
no skills or you're new to it, you have to practice. And there's no way around it. If you want to practice, you need volume. You need to get repetitions in. And if you're just going to the grocery store and like, okay, I'm going to approach 20 women at the grocery store, you're probably going to get kicked out if you do that three times a week. Right. <laughs> so I usually advocate guys to go to happy hours or bars or lounges or somewhere where there is going to be a lot of single people in a place that is more conducive to mingling, especially in the beginning to practice your skills and get that down. And then from there, if you want to go to meetup groups, people at salsa dancing and, you know, all different types of, I mean, you can meet people anywhere, but the, the point is you want to practice your skills and uh, sharpen the saw, so to speak, so that when you're in all those other various places, you'll feel a little less nervous to approach. You'll overcome your fear of rejection and you'll have some skills to actually make things happen when you do yeah. get an opportunity. What about for people who live in smaller towns or outside of larger cities. So I have a lot of people who write into me saying, yeah, I live in a pretty, like, pretty small community and I don't want to get a reputation. Or if I date one girl and then I try to date another girl and people are going to think like I'm a player. What would you recommend to people in that situation when it comes to meeting and interacting with women? That's a very, it's a very good question. And I think guys like my message because I'm very real and very honest, you know, just like with the weight loss, you know, if someone said they're comfortable with being overweight, I would definitely challenge that, you know, and I think it's a good thing to to lose the weight no matter where you're at. Also too, I've had guys ask me that question and say, hey, look, you know, I live an hour outside the city. I'm, st- you know, maybe I'm still with my parents or I'm in a smaller town or something and I'm having a tough time dating. You know, what are, what's your advice? I say, look, if dating and meeting women or maybe finding a wife or whatever it is, is a large priority for you, then you may need to do whatever it takes to move yourself into a more advantageous place to make that happen, right? There's no way around it. If you're in a very barren small town and you're running into the same people, you're not going to have as much of an opportunity. So I would say to this person, you know, if it's very important to you (laughs) to date, move, you know, like get to a city. There's a reason why I teach in big cities. There's a reason why you know, I live in the city that I live in. I've carefully picked, it, picked these places because of not only business opportunities, friendships, but also dating as well, too. So I have to say that first off, that's going to be super important. And then besides that, if you want to do more of a social circle type of thing where, you know, you're hosting events or you're having more of house parties or barbecues or whatever type of thing you're going to do, in a smaller town. So it's more of a slow burn type of thing rather than, okay, I'm going to try to hit on every single girl that comes in my path till you ran at everybody in the town. (laughs) Then yeah, you can do that. But overall, I mean, if I'm really being honest, you know, if it's a big goal of yours, you may need to look into moving into a city. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Kristen, what do you think when it comes to meeting women? Should guys move to a different city if they're just like not finding the options in the city that they're in? Is that the only solution for them? I don't think it's the only solution, but I think it's the number one solution. I'm from a small town. I know everyone that's been in this area and I know the type of person who lives in this area. I maybe I'm just an asshole, but I would never, ever date anyone from this area (laughs) ever because it says something to me that they chose to stay here. We're not the same type of person. So I do think that's important. Well, let's say you are the same type of person and you're like, yeah, I want somebody in this community. Do you like, what would you suggest similar to what Joe suggested of like being the social person and bringing people together? Is there anything that you would just guys do if they did like where they live and they didn't want to go to a new city? It's the kind of cliche, I think, join the local church or like, you know, get to know the guy who is running 
the girls Bingo? like recreational volleyball league for like adults or something. I would just <laughs> hang yeah. around for adults. Yeah. Yes. Adults, <laughs> not for the eighth graders, maybe right. for the ninth graders, but not yeah. the eighth graders <laughs> and just really get in the scene as much as possible because then everyone's going to know you and they're going to say, Oh, that guy's a great guy. He's single. I know this person who lives 20 miles over in this town. She's looking for someone. So I think it's almost like your own advertising would be going and meeting and knowing everyone, kind of being like a local, not celebrity, but like a local guy. Everyone's like, oh, that's that guy. So yeah. everyone's on your side to then hook you up with people that they might know in their circle 10 miles away. Yeah. So I watch Keeping Up with Kardashians, not religiously, but I watch it every once in a while. And one thing that I do, admi- I mean, I, I actually admire many things about the Kardashians, but you One just thing discredited this entire show. This entire <laughs> podcast. Are you freaking serious? Like, go no, no, see the they're, they're billionaires, they of course. I it's, know. Believe it's me. incredible. The work ethic they have is crazy. But so, like, Chris Jenner, who is the matriarch of the family, something that she has been very good at all of their lives, even before the, they were celebrities, was she was somebody who would have an annual Christmas party and she would have an annual Thanksgiving thing and an annual, and mm. every time she would pull people into her sphere, whether it was for networking or just like just to bring people into your world, whatever it was. Like, they have a vast network. Sorry that I'm clicking this, a vast network of individuals friends, not friends, whatever it is, that they're in constant contact with. They're touching so many people, which is why it was easier for them to become famous and to rise up to a different platform. So I think, you know, what you're suggesting and what Joe's suggesting can be wonderful on a lower scale. if, If you want more people to come into your life, you have to open yourself up to more people, provide opportunities for more people yeah, to be, be the local Kardashians. Life. Yeah. And it's, I think the it's No, it is a good idea. You put yourself in the sphere where anything's possible when you put yourself everywhere, essentially. Yeah. And I think it's great. If that also, makes sense. Oh, God. I think I mentioned this Wait, already. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. I do have to say, because you said that, there's a little bit of a joke about the Kardashians or, or OJ Simpson is essentially responsible for the Kardashians because OJ. Her, their father was OJ's lawyer. And then if OJ didn't kill them, his father wouldn't have been in this prominent kind of like big circle of celebrities. And then they wouldn't have access to, right. you know, all the coverage of that. And because OJ killed, in parentheses, or in quotations, or not in quotations, Nicole, we now have Kim Kardashian. Right. So, there you go. The circle, the circle of life right the there. Circle yeah, of life. I mean, those are doors that were opened, and there you go. <laughs> that's how it happened. Murder leads to life. Yeah. Way to make a positive There's always a positive. There's always a positive side. No, it's a negative out of a negative. Oh, I don't know which one was worse, the murder yeah. or the Kardashians. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, I really enjoy them, so I shouldn't be making fun. But I wanted to go back to Joe, because now that we know about meeting women... How do we attract them when we meet them? So there's meeting an individual and then there's creating chemistry and attraction. So what is the difference? So as far as attracting them, you know, I I tell guys that everything I teach them is made to help them attract women. Everything from your own self-esteem and how you feel about yourself to your thought process, to how you approach women, to what you're wearing and how you're presenting yourself, right? You can be more attractive to women just by your posture and how you are orating and, and, and how you talk and speak just by, by coming up to women. So everything is meant to build attraction. Then from there, as far as chemistry, which you mentioned that word, I actually like that word a lot. And that's 
that's actually a goal of mine when I go out is I just screen for, for chemistry. And if I have chemistry with the girl, it's good. And if not, then I'll talk to somebody else. It's totally fine. I believe chemistry is also a good way to look at rejection as well, too, because guys will go in and they'll talk to a girl and they could be doing all of the right things. They could approach properly. They could be funny. They could be interesting. They could be a good listener. They could dress as attractive as they can. And there will be women who do not want to talk to them. Like there's no way around it. Happens to me, happens to everybody. There's no problem. So there is not a chemistry there for whatever reason. You know, it it may just be a bad time for the woman. For She may just not like you, whatever it may be. So I just tell guys that if things aren't working out, it's more so like a misalignment with you guys' connection and chemistry rather than a rejection. Because a lot of times guys will approach women, they'll have an interaction where the girl's maybe giving them one more responses. She may say, oh, I got to go find my friends and take off. And they start to analyze themselves too much and start to say, oh, well, what did I do wrong? And maybe this is off. And maybe I should have said this or I should have done that. And they wind up doubting themselves so much where at the end of the day, maybe you two weren't meant to click. Maybe that chemistry just wasn't there. And that's something that I've realized through my 12 years of doing this, but also from working with a lot of guys and just something that a message I really try to get across to them. It's like, if you think about in your own life, okay, how many really close friends do you have? You know, is it a handful? Is it less than 20? Is it 10? You know, maybe three to five people. And think about all the thousands of people that you've met in your life. And only a small amount, you guys are really have a chemistry and on the same wavelength. This is just friends and everything in general. So the same goes with meeting women. You can't expect every girl to like you. And anytime I hear anybody's marketing that says, oh, you could do this and get any woman you talk to or whatever, I always tell guys, I say, you know, run in the opposite direction because (laughs) there's no way around that. And I've met the best guys in the world who are supposedly supposedly so awesome at this stuff and whatever not. And none of us can get everybody we talk to. That's not, shouldn't be the goal. You know, you, you aren't interested in everybody that you talk to as well too. So, you know, as far as taking care of the basics, how you present yourself, how you approach bringing humor into the conversation. That's a big one for me, sharing things that you're interested in and also things that you're looking for and screening for and the women that you're going for. If you're doing all the, those basics right, and of, and of course you're actually doing them and getting enough yeah. repetitions in, then besides that, the chemistry will, I believe, naturally happen. And Kristen, what do you think? I absolutely agree. I, I want Joe to be the voice for me when I have to reject a guy based on just, I don't feel it. And they get so offended, but I just want to say, there's just no, nothing there. There's no chemistry. Like there's n- yeah. there's nothing going on, but yet they're persistent on wanting to date and they don't seem to understand that concept. And then once uh, I reject well, them, they then they feel it. They feel the chemistry because they're attracted to you. So they're like, right. I feel that chemistry already, but you're looking for something different. Right. And I'm not feeling that chemistry. It's like, you know, they may see certain shades of red that I don't see. We're just not compatible, but they take it as an offensive thing. And so I love that Joe just said, you know, you're just not meant for everyone. Not everyone's supposed to like you. So I absolutely agree with that. I think it's a huge point. And and one thing to add that as well, too, one of my friends who's another coach as well, he's been doing this for a very long time. He said to me something which which really stuck out, which I want to share with the guys on here, too, that are listening is he said, I've never had an interaction go well or a date or anything go well with a woman where I had to chase her. Mm Like if it was a girl that wasn't answering my texts and I had to send her another one and I really had to like pull teeth to get her out on a date. And if I look back in at my life, any girls that I like, 
I've had to pursue pretty hard to get out. It's never really worked out well for me. And that's, that's never really gone along well. So it's an, absolutely true, even for friendships. Right. Like yeah, I tried right? to learn friends. She never responds. Oh, well, I was going to say it. So like, but, but is there a way to switch that around? So I'm, I'm okay. So I'm not, I'm not dating right now, but I'm in the dating for friends space, but they're women that I'm interacting with. And, you know, I'm even noticing these things for myself and trust me, I've got all the skills (laughs) because this is what I teach. but I'm like, there's certain times when people are slow to respond and I'm like, like, and I, in the past would have continued to probe them. But obviously now with all the things that I learned, I sort of just like let it sit to the back. And if they want the friendship to increase, then they have to put that effort in there. And then when we're both kind of on that same page, that's when chemistry can be created. So I guess my question to you is, so if there's women and they're, you know, you don't have a kid in kindergarten class that you have to relate to in some way. If there's just something like in terms of dating, is there a way to turn somebody around that doesn't feel that initial chemistry for you? If we're talking the dating realm, I, I think back to a quote from a guy who used to teach, I don't need to name his name, but he was a very good teacher and taught for many years, probably one of the most experienced coaches back in the day of all of them. And he even said, he said himself that if, you know, a woman knows in 30 to 60 seconds, whether she's into you or not. And he's like, and think about all the ones you've turned around. He's like, and I'll wait. And he goes, I've been doing this forever. And he said, and I could barely think of any, maybe like five. So it's, it's kind of a testament where like, look, you, you need to do the things right, right? You need to carry yourself. Well, you want to bring a positive, good energy. You want to be humorous, be light, you know, be controlled in that situation and comforting and all the things that you could do when you first start talking to somebody. But that being said, if you are doing the groundwork and the fundamentals right and someone still isn't feeling it, I'm yeah, I mean, it's a mismatch. Then move it's on. A, somebody it's else. It's a mismatch. Do it. Yeah. You I know, because somebody that's time you could be spending on someone who really will appreciate you. And there's always someone who will appreciate you out there. Yeah, I remember I what I was gonna say, and it was that I think guys are a little bit stuck on the idea of maybe what a romantic comedy would show them, which is if you persist and if you just do everything to win her over, eventually she'll break and you'll win her. But that's really not the case. I've had guys pursue me and pursue me and pursue me. And then it just ends up, I still don't like them. So it's, it's really difficult because I feel bad because they're working hard, but I think that's a myth in guys' heads that like, if I just follow this plan to just almost annoy her to death her eventually down, we'll have that love and then story it'll happen. right yeah i, I kind of case. agree with you i want to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and, and dig a little bit more into rejection because Kristen came to me for help on how to reject somebody recently yes. um, <laughs> and he had an interesting response then i had an interesting response to her and then i also wanted to break down an email that I got from one of my email coaching clients that i think might be interesting for us to dissect and advise on so keep listening Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because.
All right, we are back. So which one do you, do you guys want to tackle first? Do you want to go for the email or do you want to talk? Okay, so Kristen had written to me maybe like a week ago or two weeks ago and said, what? I said, how do I phrase to this guy that I don't want to go out with him romantically? Like I'm not interested in him romantically in that sense. And Marnie said, be honest. And so I was able to be half honest because I'm afraid of the response that it will elicit. And so I worked up the balls and I said, because he kept contacting me about going out for dinner. And I was hoping against all hope that he would realize because I wasn't responding for a long time, like if I ever wrote him back, it was like four or five days later, that he would take that as a hint and go, okay, she doesn't want to go out with me. But he kept persisting and persisting. So finally, I had to put the kibosh on it. And instead of me being able to say, I'm not interested in dating you, I said, I'm not dating right now, but I can definitely you know, meet as friends. And all he wrote back was the word, fine. And that's all I've heard from him since. And yeah. And I, I you get got it. upset by his response. You were like, wait. No, what? but right? I know. I, the thing is, I'm not upset by his response. It's immature, his response. I, I had given him enough hints where he should have known that that was coming. And instead of saying fine and putting your tail between your legs and looking like an asshole, he should have said like, I totally get it. Yeah. Next time you're here, maybe we can, maybe we can meet up. Like he could have said something that's a little bit more respectful because now I just think he's a gross dude. He was, harping me, harping me, harping me. And then finally I said no, and now he'll never speak to me again. And it's a really difficult situation for girls to be in because I actually met him in a business sense. It was for for professional reasons. So now Mm. I'm like, great. Well, now I'm eliminated from that opportunity because I didn't want to go out with him. So Mm. I I just don't know how to reject someone. Well, there is no nice way to reject somebody and they're going to take it how they're going to take it. And the thing that sucks with rejection and why so many people tend to leave that door open is because most often their interactions are tied to many other things that are beneficial for them that they don't want to lose. And that's the honest truth. Like when I was 24 and I was doing marketing stuff and I knew the guys were flirting with me, even though they were presenting it in a work manner, if I didn't continue to flirt, that working door was closed. And there there was no way for it to be any differently. Maybe in my mind, that's how I thought about it. And, but I, I feel in reality, there's, there's no, there is no way to kind of get around that space. When you, when you play around with flirting and having fun and it, it, it's just a very sticky situation that's very uncomfortable for everybody. But I'd love to hear what Joe has to say about this. Being honest with the person is important. I have a few things to say on this. Honestly, I just talked to a friend of mine who just had a falling out with a girl he used to see. Um, and I, I had a falling out with a girl I was seeing as well recently. Also a rekindling as well. So there was a lot of very open conversations that happened. And just on that point, if it's something that has happened a little bit, you guys have already been on dates before, and then there's some type of falling out. In that situation, I really am a big fan of, like you said, Marnie, being honest. And I even believe being very honest and being very transparent about the things that bother you, because when somebody 
ghosts you or takes off and gives you like a half-ass reason. And the funniest example of this is if you ever watch like the Bachelor TV shows, right? Like somebody will get somebody will get sent home and they just wonder forever. And then they wait till that episode after, you know, what was it about me? What was it? And it kind of eats them alive. I think it's, oh, I believe it's the more mature thing to do is if you do have the conversation with the person to just really let them know the reasons that it was. And you could even preface it by saying something like, look, if we were friends, this is no problem, but whatever, for whatever reason, when things are romantic, <laughs> you know, it puts a lot of other elements into things and we become nitpicky and all that. But that being said, this is just my opinion out of 8 billion people of just something, how I felt. So, you know, that being said, I felt that X, Y, and Z, and you just give somebody this feedback and it may hurt them a bit in the beginning. It will definitely be difficult to have that conversation up front, but what it allows is it allows that other person to heal. And it also allows that other person to take some feedback and potentially grow and learn something from the situation. So really honest things about maybe behaviors they did or certain things about them. (laughs) Yeah. And and you could let this person grow and then they don't have to go off and wonder. You know, I, I had a girl who I was seeing for a while on and off and and she wound up just just shutting down and taking off and it bothered me for a long time and and I always wondered you know what was it with this and that we actually got back together and she explained some things to me and and she actually just shut down and it really wasn't anything uh that I had done personally and and we wound up rekindling a, a friendship and I was like you know we could have done this well, a year I, ago so, when we yeah. had the falling out but she was too afraid to have the conversation because it was just a very it is a difficult conversation it is, to and have. I am going through what you just said uh, exactly this week I avoided a guy that I went on a date with for a really long time and I did it out of awkwardness because I didn't really like him he kept being persistent and then I just stopped responding and then I needed something from him And I was like, oh, shit, but I haven't written to him in forever. And it was really bad. I I had to write to him. And so I felt like a dick because I hadn't responded to him. And he got really angry that I reached out to him and asked him for this thing. And so he actually took about two weeks to gather his, I think, anger or something. And he said, do you mind talking on the Mm -hmm. phone tomorrow or whatever day? And so I said, sure. So I was nervous. I'm like, oh, geez, what am I getting myself into? And so we talked on the phone. He basically just said... It was really shitty that you ghosted me. And then for months and months, I had no idea why you stopped talking to me. And then you need something from me and you happen to reach out. And and of course, I completely understood why he was angry. And I just explained, it's a really hard thing to reject someone. I didn't know how to say I wasn't interested. I was trying, like with the other guy, I was trying, hoping that you would pick up on my hints of me not responding right away, me never reaching out to you for you to read that as, oh, she's not interested. Okay, I'll back off. But instead you kept, you know, being aggressive. And now I'm put in the hard position of either I reject you flat out and that could really be awkward for me and you and obviously me. And so I want to avoid that. But also then it's the hard position of now I only have an option to ghost you. And then you're going to get mad at me for ghosting. So we talked for like two hours on the phone. And I think, like you said for him, I think it's really... And now you're engaged. We, well, I'm pregnant. Right. <laughs> Phone sex. It's come a long way with technology. I wanted to invite to the wedding. <laughs> right. Well, so now I think for him, now we're actually communicating again, like you said, we're friends now. You know, it's only been like a week, but he's te- texted me a couple of times. He's clearly aware that I'm not interested. But I think what you said, Joe, was so important is that it gives that person a chance to heal rather than having this open wound of for months and months going, but what did I do? And I feel bad because in his case, he was like, but what did I do? 
you know, and he yeah. didn't know. It's a hard asked, thing to do. It's, it's, it's a hard conversation to have, but you know, and look, I'm still learning this, right? <laughs> and I just talked to a friend right. of mine recently who, who did the same thing. He had a girl he was dating and, and she was involved in his social circle. He's like, look, I'm going to run into this girl again. I think I should just have a conversation with her rather than ghost. And then he talked to her on the phone and went really well. And now they have a friendship. He said, look, you know, we may not be compatible as boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, I have my own issues and whatever not. But, you know, we're going to see each other again in the future. And I still think you're a great person. And I, I would think it'd be great if we still be friends. And the conversation went really well. And he just said, he's like, look, I don't want to be the guy who's the guy who ghosted this girl. I just want to be the one who had the balls to have the mature conversation and talk it out. And I'm sure you guys feel and I'm sure he feels a lot better after you guys having that conversation. Yeah, it tell. is tough to have. It's very tough to have, and there's a lot of things like that in life, but it's so it's kind of funny. I've almost grown to enjoy these conversations more as I get older because it feels so good after you have Yeah, them definitely. It does. Sometimes you, ha- you have to think of with the end in mind before you Absolutely. go into it, but it's very yeah. difficult yes, to do. You have to be mature. I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree. And the truth is, is that now everybody walks away thinking, oh, this person is great. Well, sometimes, sometimes people are like really bitter and upset still, but most of the time they walk away saying, oh, this is a good person. I can speak highly of them or I can think highly of them. And also for themselves, they don't have that heavy weight anymore where there's this frustration and confusion, which can open them up to other people and just seeing other things. So it's, I think it's, it's beneficial for everybody all the way around. I wanted to read this one email that I got from a client of mine. So he wrote, tell me, Marnie, I have a friend who was able to make ladies do the first approach to him. I'm no more in contact with him, but I would like to ask how can a man make a lady do the first approach? And so I had said, I don't know your friend. (laughs) There are tons of ways to get women to approach you first, but why don't you try breaking down what you think it is about Mm -hmm. him and send it to me in bullet points and then we can figure out how to get you doing the things that he's doing. So then he sent me these bullet points. So here, he wrote, everyone knew and wanted to talk to him in school, pretty much very popular. Number two, he is mysterious to everyone. I don't know how to do that. That was his comment. Number three, he told me when he sees a girl glancing at him, he smirks for three seconds and looks away. Number four, he mostly talks to guys and rarely to women, which probably makes them want to talk to him. Number four, he is not afraid of what others think. He can talk dirty to a lady he doesn't know and still be comfortable with it. And number five, he's really good at texting, which I have no idea how to do. Okay, so (laughs) there's there's those five things. I'd like to hear your thoughts on them, or I'd actually like to break down each of them and maybe explain how people can do these things in their life. All right, which, how would you like to go about this? What to get women to approach them, right? Yeah, to make the yeah, first I, move. I, yeah, I'd have one other step would be to go to a strip club. That, that one will always work right. to get women to approach you. A hundred percent. Yeah. You just lay back and they'll all come up to you all night. You're like, man, this is magic, man. Marty's uh, episode really worked for me. There. See? And there you go. You're happy afterwards. Everybody's happy. But I, like, there was a few in there that I was saying to my client, like, you can do these very easily right now. The everyone knew and wanted to talk to him in high school. But I, I don't, you know, there's that. That's like a big response to that. But the, the he is mysterious to everyone. And he mm-hmm. wrote, I don't know how to do that. Can you explain that a little bit more? Like how to how to be maybe mysterious to everyone? How to be Maybe we don't even have to break these down, but like I think that they're they're really good things for him to observe about his friend. Like basically what he's saying is that 
His friend allows women to come to him. He sits back. So like he had said, he told me when he sees a girl glancing at him, he smirks for three seconds and then looks away. So basically he acknowledges that she's looking at him. He smiles to himself in a way that says, I caught you looking at me and then looks away and gets back to his life, which in turn is kind of mysterious because typically when a woman looks at a guy, Either he quickly shoots his eyes away because he's uncomfortable with her looking at him and he gets nervous, or he looks at her too, looks away, and then never does anything with it. There's no like middle ground. And I think that that move is very good for getting a woman to approach. Well, one thing to add to that, which is very important to this, and I think just important in life in general, I took a program years ago from another dating coach, and one thing he talked about was extroversion which means, you know, just being outside your head and being present in the moment. A thing very related to it nowadays is, is a, a big movement called mindfulness, which means being present with the things that you are doing. And I'll tell you what, if you're out at a public setting and there's women around, you can be in your head doubting yourself. You can be on your phone kind of texting or whatever and be out of the moment. Or you could be posted up somewhere and you could really be outside of your head and focusing on the things around you. One simple exercise you can do is to do a meditation where you take deep breaths and you look at something that's just even in the room around you and you really focus on it and take it in. You know, think about even in your living room, all the things you have there, but you've walked by them so much every day that you're actually desensitized to them. You know, I could look around now in my living room and see one of the pillows on my couch and be like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember when I bought that. I haven't really looked at that. And you know, it's whatever material it is and something like that. So if you actively practice being extroverted and focusing your attention without judgment, but just focusing your attention on things outside of yourself, uh, we've all had these moments. I, I know you guys have as well, too, where you're somewhere and you're just focused on something and you're just looking at it and appreciating it. And maybe it's a person or something and they turn around and, and look at you. They can almost feel your eyes on them. Mm -hmm. Right. We've all had those moments yeah. where that happens. And that happens from you being completely extroverted in, in the moment. And I do get more eye contact when I'm in a good place, when I'm in the moment and I'm not overthinking things. And I'm definitely not on your phone because you can't get eye contact while you're looking at your phone. But if you're looking around and really putting your energy on the things around you, you're way more likely to get that eye contact back. And then following through with his thing of smiling and whatnot. I mean, that's, it's definitely a good thing to do when you're out. I'm thinking yeah. about this girl that I studied abroad with, um, who was so enigmatic and all the guys liked her. She was uh, like, she was the coolest chick ever. And I look back now as like 15 years removed, essentially, from the situation. And I've kind of analyzed what it was that made her so magnetic. Mm. And as so simple as it sounds, I really think it was her smile. She smiled mm. at everyone all the time, anytime, no matter who you are, who you were. And she... She was cute. She wasn't the most gorgeous girl in the world, but guys like fell over her. We used to go rock climbing. She had a great energy. She had such yeah. great energy. And I look back and I realize I was really uncomfortable in my own skin and really shy in a sense. And so her and I used to go rock climbing together at wherever we were studying for college. And so it was all these college guys and no one would talk to me and everyone would talk to her. And I always felt like shit. But then I realized years removed, it was almost like a domino effect because I was already uncomfortable. And so then I therefore would close off more, smile less, mm -hmm. and then no one would talk to me. So then I'd smile even less and then get even more uncomfortable. And then the whole mm -hmm. time that process was happening, she was blooming because her, her smile 
was a domino effect for more smiles and more people to talk to her. So we're in total opposite paths. But I really think that's all it was. But that's a huge thing. She put out that energy that people respond to. And you're projecting something. Like basically, you're, you're putting out what you're getting back. You're closing yourself off to other people right. and people are closing themselves off to you. She's opening up herself to other people. They're opening up to her. I was like, She's oh, I hate being, her. Yeah. I know. I know. That's how my friend Lauren was. And that's sort of what set me on this path. I watched her. I was backpacking with her and I watched her. She would go outside and we'd be staying at a hostel and she'd go into the balcony for a cigarette and she'd come back with eight different friends. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start smoking. And it's like, <laughs> I, I didn't really get what it was about her, but what it was and what it still is about her is that she is just like, she is open to everybody. She wants to know everything about them and then makes them feel like the most important person in the room. And everybody is just like absolutely obsessed with her. And she's like a disgusting pig. She is a slob. (laughs) She's not a gorgeous girl, but people become obsessed with her, men and women. So I think, I think like you really nailed it by saying like what, what you're putting out to others is, is a huge part of what comes back your way. We're going to wrap up this show, but Joe, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Do you want, I, I hope it was as good as your last one with Kristen. <laughs> I, I know I, I talked a lot, him. so maybe not. Well, I think we actually lost him. So this was perfect timing because his recording thing is oh, not No, there he's anymore. there. We got him. We got him again. But Joe, oh, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? Okay. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. I could talk to you guys for hours. So we had a lot of uh, cool stuff to to talk about here. And I always appreciate um, people having me on and being able to share something and give some value to people because that's very, very important to me. And I think it's awesome that you guys are doing that uh, all the time and, and giving lots of value to people. So I have a lot of respect for you for that. So thank you for having me on. And if you want to hear any more stuff about me, you can look me up on YouTube. Just type in Joe Ducard. Or if you go to my site, joeducard.com, I have some YouTube videos and a free flirting guide as well on there. So you can learn how to break out of boring conversations that are boring women to tears. <laughs> I think I believe that's what I have written on there. But uh, but yeah, YouTube is my main platform. I put videos out every week. So definitely check me out on there. Okay, well, awesome. Well, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, sometimes a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier. They also get released every Friday on YouTube. And if you're on my newsletter list, then you get to hear about it straight from me. So if you're not on the newsletter list, get on it. Go to winggirlmethod.com and sign up uh, to get my newsletters by giving me your email address. And I promise not to spam you, but only deliver quality information into your inbox. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week. 